Welcome back to the Memory Jogger podcast with Jason and Wyatt. This is Jason, and he is obviously Wyatt. I think so. I don't know anymore. It's been so long. And us getting up in the in the years, uh, you know, sometimes things can be forgetful, even our names. Uh, not quite yet. I, I think we're safe for a few more years. But uh, anyway, we want to thank everyone for joining us once again as we attempt to jog our memories and run down a few childhood dreams. And uh, we hope our conversation will maybe stir up a few memories of your own as well. So, uh, well, Wyatt, after our special Road Trip to 40 episode, we are finally here to talk about the uh, topic that I chose last time, which we actually have been both been thinking about, Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nick. Oh, wait. Sorry. Nickelodeon. There it is. <laughs> well, uh, we had some uh, a great childhood growing up with uh, several shows on Nickelodeon. And uh, I'm really anxious to kind of dive into this topic tonight and uh, see maybe some of the early shows we remember watching and maybe a few later on towards uh, high school. And even Nick at Night, which was, uh, I had it on quite often, I remember, in my high school years. Oh, yes. So, uh, ought to be a fun topic. We got a little bit of feedback from uh, Twitter after throwing it out there that we were going to do this podcast uh, a couple times. And uh, circumstances didn't exactly uh, work out, but uh, we are finally back and uh, ready to dive into Nickelodeon. Just a quick reminder on uh, how you can listen to the show. You can find us as part of the Rediscover the 80s podcast feed on your favorite podcast app like iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also find us on the Throwback Network podcast feed and also at throwbacknetwork.net. And if you want to listen to the raw audio from our recording session, you can head over to the Rediscover the 80s YouTube channel and hear all of our ands and ums and you knows and stuff that I edit out, curse words. and. <laughs> yeah. But we still catch ourselves with the us and, you know, us being, I won't call us professional by any means, but we're we're not quite novice uh, as right. far as broadcasters go. But it's still kind of, I do st- catch myself because I, I like to QC it first time through. And mm-hmm. I sit there and go, I really need some lessons again because all I do is, <laughs> uh, uh, and if memory serves me back in our day of working the radio station, that was a uh, temptation for being fired from old Carl. Uh, just for yeah, that. he he was he was on you for correct pronunciation. It was uh, Detroit, not Detroit. I got hit for that one a couple times when I'm announcing the uh, the football scores or something. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we, I know, like, like I'm doing right now, all the likes, us, kinda, or whatever. Man, that was another sore uh, topic right there. Man, all of those, I, if I could eliminate those from my vocabulary, we do a podcast in about 20 minutes. So. Oh, 30, because we still <laughs> got to talk about stuff. But, yes, right. it, it, would, it would definitely take a few, uh, several minutes, rather, off the, yeah, broadcast. I almost said off the radio well, uh, station. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> I got well, this is, this is kind of like, my mind. Yeah, this is kind of like our own radio station. But yeah, minus uh, the FCC laws and uh, a tower that <laughs> I have to climb to change the light bulb. <laughs> and professionalism, Thanks, yeah, that's uh, yes. <laughs> that's all part of our radio station. Uh, anyway, we want to thank everybody for tuning in and uh, encourage you basically to go to the uh, the show notes page of our podcasts to uh, interact with us over at rediscoverthe80s.com or uh, just find us on Twitter at RD80s and you can uh, interact with us there and tell us what you think about the show, uh, a certain memory that maybe uh, we touched on. I'm just chatting and going off those bunny trails that we love to go off on. So, uh, but speaking of Twitter, I thought we would uh, open up actually with a little bit of Twitter feedback. If you're cool with that. I am. We had uh, one uh, commenter on the, actually the throwback network Facebook group who is uh, Kurt Toyster. This is one of my new favorite podcasts. He says the WPIX channel 11 talk. Brought back memories. I grew up on that channel here in New Jersey. They have their own great Facebook page called WPIX Archives, where they post so many great old promos, clips, and ads. Uh, Unquote there from Kurt. Thank you for uh, giving us that comment. And I did actually go over there and and like that page. I think I actually even shared that with you, Wyatt, to go uh, check out. I'm not sure if you did or not, but... uh, it gives uh, a lot that, of probably, That's an incentive because that's an incentive because, uh, as you know, I I rarely uh, have enough time to check my Facebook anymore. So I will have to look at look for that notification. Yeah. So there's a uh, a lot of good stuff over there on that uh, WPIX archive page. So invite everybody to go. Check that out. Uh, at J Swash on Twitter says, really enjoying the Memory Jogger show as a lifelong mask fan. Outlaw was my holy grail. The number of podcasts is intimidating. <laughs> it is a little bit to us too. You know, we we can pretty much talk about anything on here and we probably will. Yes. But uh, it is can be kind of intimidating. Where do we go next? Right. Uh, but... Usually, by the end of the show, we're we got an idea of what we want to do. You know, for the next one, we'll throw it out there uh, and actually have uh, encourage you to pick <laughs> Wyatt for uh, for next time. Oh, really? As we get towards okay. the end of the show, yes. Not not a mandate, but uh, we have a a possible opportunity to collaborate with some fellow uh, 80s bloggers and podcasters out there. So I think it would be a fun fun show to do uh, as we get close to Christmas. Interesting. So, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, one more, the pathologist he goes by. Uh, he's at Necrotic Doctor on Twitter. I believe we met this guy at RetroCon, if I'm not mistaken. But he says, wow, I just finished... Memory Jogger episode one today, and just now see the Halloween episode dropped. Excellent. He also uh, tweeted me a little hugs picture. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> when we were talking about that uh, that story for Halloween, but uh, thank you, Mister Pathologist, for uh, for following us and listening to those first couple episodes. And uh, we've got some other 
Twitter feedback to get to once we get into the topic. But I did have also one icebreaker I wanted to throw out there at you uh, to see if you had heard about this coming up. Uh, actually, in about two weeks, the Super Mario Run app is set to hit iTunes on December 15th with a release on Android sometime, I guess, in the new year. Basically, there's uh, different uh, modes you can do with this uh, new game app. The main one will be kind of like this endless runner type scroller. I don't know if you ever played like uh, Temple Run or uh, there's a there's a Minions app that my boys play where you're kind of running down a street. But this one is going to be obviously... Yeah, this one is actually going to be uh, <laughs> side-scrolling like the original Super Mario Brothers. And uh, they'll have some right. other little racing, I guess, type stuff and uh, ways to interact with other players. But uh, it'll be a free app, but you can basically unlock everything for $9.99. So uh, had you heard about this new Super Mario Brothers game? I believe I actually had seen it on Fox News. Uh-huh. Uh, one of their little ads, it just it was just, hey, Super Mario is running back or something. That was kind of the headline. Mm-hmm. And then it actually popped up, surprisingly, on my iPad uh, as, a, as an advertised app. But then it disappeared, so I thought I was seeing things. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen it. I don't know much about it. I haven't, like, like you described, I didn't know how they were going to, uh, what the game would be the scenario for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will probably download that in a hurry, especially if it's for free. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm cheap, yeah. so I won't be paying the $10 fee. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, uh, well, I enjoy free apps as well. And I use, um, what is it called? Google Opinion Rewards, something like that. I have an Android tablet. So um, I use that app and it's you get little surveys and such and you earn credits and i use my credits for you know purchasing apps and stuff like that whenever i get them saved up so i might do something like that to save up and and unlock everything on this uh, super mario run but it looks really cool if you've ever uh gone out to youtube and looked at the like gameplay i don't know if they have a trailer out yet or if it was just some footage from one of the conventions that uh, uh, Mr. Nintendo there was at. Shoot, what's his name? Shigeki Miyamoto. Uh, <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> I, I, Japanese is not my uh, strong suit. But uh, he was at, I think, an Apple event and basically was telling about the game and showed some gameplay. Basically, the guy who created Mario. And right. uh, he. Uh, he shows some gameplay. It looks just like Super Mario Brothers, but in a kind of a modern 3D type look. But the gameplay looks similar, and you know the goal at the end of each stage is to get to the flag, and you have little different things along the way that can prohibit you from reaching that. But uh, I-, I thought that was cool that they're they're feeding off of the retro, the the original gameplay, but yet giving it a modern twist and this being nintendo's kind of first step into the mobile gaming world i thought that was 
basically a good starting point for them. We'll see how you know people react to it, but uh, I'm excited to play it. It looks uh, looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm I'm eager as well, and I am rather surprised. I th- would think that they would try to market themselves for having their own console and not do an Android or or any type of iTunes app. So I'm really surprised, um, but good on them. Yeah. If yeah. nothing else, this will draw more customers. This could be the taste, you know, to get the new next Nintendo, whatever. If it's if it's a Wii version or if it's another another system that's coming down the pike, you know. Yeah, which they actually have. Uh, they call it the NX. I think is going to be their next console. Oh, I haven't even heard of that. Uh, one. Yeah, I think that's coming out. It might be even next year in 2017. I've seen some headlines go by. One of them was that they're trying to bring back cartridges instead of discs because mm-hmm. the cartridges hold more data and more memory. Well, now they do, and yeah. They're, and they're uh, obviously more uh, dependable or not easily as uh, scratched or broken as uh, CDs. Yes, but will so. they get away with having to blow on it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's kind of an urban legend. I've I've seen people refute that that it actually helps, and it was just the you know the positioning of the game inside the the actual console. But I don't know. I, I, we still do it to this day when I, <laughs> when I fire up the Nintendo. Got to blow on it first and put it in. I never blew on yeah. it first. I always blew on it when it didn't work. That's when I would actually. Gotcha. Blow on it. Now I would actually blow into the NES to maybe there's dust somewhere in one of those pins. Uh, or, uh, my, uh, uh, someone, when my electronics teacher actually told me to something along the lines, don't you don't have to blow on it, but what you should do is get, and he would say specifically a uh, the cotton swab, but not it'd be have to be the, the, the surgical type, not the very loose cotton right. swab that we like Q tips we know it and take it. Take a dab of alcohol, rubbing alcohol, and uh-huh. run it over the pins inside the cartridge. He uh-huh. said that would cure up all your problems. I tried it once, and it still never did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody's got an answer, I guess. I don't know. As long as the uh, the blowing worked, we thought it worked. So <laughs> exactly, we thought it worked. Well, anyway, how about we uh, we dive into the uh, the topic at hand, and I guess before we get into the actual shows we watched, um, you know, we talked a little bit about our TV viewing as kids and some of the channels that we had, and I remember getting cable really early on in the 80s and uh, having that, you know, big ugly box on top of your, <laughs> your dial set, you know, that... Um, that was your cable box. And I remember it was a big deal when we switched TVs, when we got a new TV and it was push button. So you could actually punch in the channel uh, instead of having to click it or, you know, I think some of them had the corded remotes (laughs) at that time. I I don't remember ours having any kind of corded remote, but uh, we had cable pretty early in the eighties and, I was glued to Nickelodeon, MTV, and all of the uh, those non non pay channels. I'll say we never had okay. HBO or the Disney Channel or anything like that. But uh, what was your 
kind of early TV setup in uh, I mean, did you get cable early on? I want to say that we did. I, I want to say we had it. It had to have been very late, like 79, 80 is when mm-hmm. we had cable. I suspect that because I don't remember ever seeing an antenna on our TV. Our TV was an oddball uh, in at least in that era because it was actually a push button, but it was a push button from two to 13. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted anything higher, there was actually a button for UHF and then that was a <laughs> dial. So oh, it, it was like, a, yeah, it was a weird incorporation, but it worked. With that, I luckily never had the cave, ugly cable box that you're describing until much later. Uh, we had to get one, I, I think, because the local cable company did an upgrade or something. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, yeah, I I know we had it because I know I could go down every single channel and something was always on it. Right, right. Uh, at, least the, right. at least 2 to 13. It wasn't like the classic... Uh, uh, Jeff Foxworthy, if the president's on, your night's shot because you couldn't watch Flipper. Right. You know, there's only three channels that you could get, <laughs> uh, which was actually the case. If you did have antenna in our neck of the woods, you got three, maybe four, if you were lucky. And you did the, I wish I had the episode number, but if you do the Al Bundy Fox viewing position, <laughs> uh, yeah, it had to be like that to pick up one of that, one of the other stations. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I I don't recall us having uh I, I we must have had some kind of antenna hooked up to the house, but yeah, I I don't remember anything off of our TVs and oh, for a a a, a kid like me who uh, didn't have any siblings, when we upgraded, that meant I got the 13-inch in my room. Uh I didn't nice. have a cable box, but I I did have the cable plugged into it so I could watch whatever the dial went up to, I think it may have been 13 or something like that. And, uh, you know, I had my Sega master system plugged up to that in my room. Oh man, I had the awesome setup. Uh, I was so spoiled as a kid. So spoiled. But <laughs> when we got that push button, I think it was, a must've been like a 19 inch or something. Oh man. It was like being at the movie theater almost <laughs> compared to the 13 inch, you know? <laughs> right. Right, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I didn't mean, get my own TV for years and years. In fact, we were in, uh, we were when we moved to my stepdad's. That's when I finally got one, and it was literally out of. We actually had bought a newer 19-inch TV, and he still had a 13-inch dial, and that was his everyday TV. <laughs> so, he said, "Hey, uh, you want the 13-inch in your, you know, for your room?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> And then not not a few years later, it went out. And I, in fact, I remember telling you this, Jason. I had bought a year prior, I had bought one of them five-inch black and white hand portable type AM, FM, TV. I, I vaguely remember that, yeah. I ended up selling that actually only just a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, I had figured out a way to rig up the VCR into it because there was an external, uh, it looked like a headphone jack is what it looked like, but uh-huh. there was an external hookup for an antenna. And I had basically jerry-rigged an old headset jack to a one of the, you, know, you remember those cable converters from 
the two wire yeah. or from the, the coax to the two wire. That's yeah. what I rigged up and it worked beautifully. Never had a problem. So I watched, that was what I, I, I watched it to watch the three stooges to basically go to sleep on. And then when <laughs> you and I watched three stooges at your house, your mom's house on her 19 or whatever inch TV, I, I swore I went to a 50 inch TV from, from a five inch. It was hilarious. <laughs> no, but uh, no. anyway, that was a bunny trail. We weren't expecting. Oh yeah, well a little <laughs> bit. I I wanted to kind of set up uh, what our our experiences were like before we essentially dove into right. Nickelodeon because th- this shows we can be selfish. This shows about us, but it's also about our experience, you know, relative to all these things we're going to be talking about. And uh, a lot of people had that same kind of experience. But well, let's just dive in. What um. What do you remember, I guess, the earliest about Nickelodeon? What shows maybe you watched or any specific memories? The consistent ones that I remember were uh, Pinwheel. That was an early one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that was actually a, an approved alternative to Sesame Street, uh, as, right. as far as my parents were concerned. I remember it very, very vaguely. I remember seeing a YouTube, just recently, a YouTube uh, video of the intro. Mm-hmm. And man, that tune, I still remember the song all these years before seeing that YouTube video. <laughs> I still remember, not 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 every word, not that there was much of a lyrics to it, but I remember the, the little thing. And it, to me, it was actually soothing. Oh, yeah, for yeah. For whatever reason, it was a very soothing, calm, just intro. And I remember it being as such. Another one that I watched was uh, Picture Pages. I loved watching that, but me and the geeky kid in me, I liked watching it because I liked watching him use that. Basically, use the pen. Before, yes. Use the pen, the little whatever you do. Or what he'd have, I don't know what, I guess his visual aid or whatever he did. Otherwise, he had that. It took me years to figure out what he was using, but basically, it was a travel. Alarm clock, but they had remasked the the face of it as a TV screen or whatever he used. And he would put something in it like it would be a yeah. modern day like thumb drive or right. uh, flash drive type device. Obviously, he was just sticking probably a Lego inside the car thing for all I know. But I remember that on the show. I remember you can't do that on TV. Love that show, mainly for the sliming events. That was awesome. I, to this day, I still cannot figure out because everybody has said that Lennis Morissette started uh-huh. there. I well, I haven't watched it since I heard that, and I haven't watched it for years anyway. So <laughs> I still can't picture who she was. It well, it was oh, later man. on, if I do remember correctly. It was during the maybe the last couple seasons that she was on there. Oh, so it wasn't the it wasn't any of the. The uh, the kids from the first few seasons. Oh, that might be um, why I can't remember. I didn't sure. watch it for very long. I, yeah, a season I, or I, two. Yeah, I don't remember the the years that it ran. I know it it ran for many years on Nickelodeon, but a lot more in reruns than you know original seasons. Um, so I I I want to say maybe it was just the last season that she was on there, but um. Just going back to what you're talking about, Pinwheel. I yeah, I remember watching that. The the house, you know, in the intro, 
And the other one that sticks out of my mind is the little, was he a snail or a turtle? The string puppet, you know, on the show. Oh, I don't even uh, recall. He had, I want to say he had glasses. Oh, uh, it was a turtle. I do remember. It was a turtle. It was a turtle. Okay. That's, those are the two images I think of when I think of Pinwheel. I think of the house in the intro and that that puppet, string puppet with the clear, you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to ask that it's a puppet, you know. Um, the other, the other thing I do remember, uh-huh. I do remember about Pinwheel that there was a game that the two, I guess, boys puppets would play. It was Get You Last. It wasn't Tag. It was Got You Last. <laughs> and that was the I game. Yeah, I just remember that vaguely. Like they would smack each other. Got you last. Got you uh-huh. last. But anyway. <laughs> and yeah, picture pages, that was kind of uh, like a filler almost. It wasn't like a full show, if I remember right. No. It was like maybe five no. or ten minutes. And Get out your page for today and let's see what the activity is. And yeah, I think every kid wanted that little pen that made pen. the noise when he wrote. And darn if I remember if they ever sold it or if you could like uh, mail in to get it. I don't even remember how you got the picture pages. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> to be honest, I, I think it was some kind of mail in thing or or you had to call and and order it. Uh, so I'm not sure if that even came with it. But that would be the only reason I would w- would have wanted it yeah. to have that pen that make the music essentially when uh, when Bill Cosby would write it on there. So that was, yeah, that was always stuck out in my mind as, as early on. And yeah, you can't do that on television. Wow. That was like one of my favorite shows. Obviously I, I loved it. I, that's my little icon for the, for rediscover the eighties on social media for me. So much about that. I loved it was, it was essentially the kids version of Saturday night live almost with all the little skits and, Oh, uh, the memorable characters, uh, Barf. You know when they're at the when they're at the uh, kitchen. I actually, I think his name is Barth with a th on the end, and he would always pop up. I heard that, and um, they would always do the little shooting squad, and he would uh, ready aim and wait, 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 stop the execution, and they would go into a little something, and of course the. The uh, the lockers, you remember them kind of poking their heads out of the lockers and telling jokes to each other, uh, reminiscent of, uh, to me, it's reminiscent of uh, Hee Haw, if you ever watched Hee Haw, because my, my dad loved Hee Haw. And I, I watched Hee Haw and loved it. I don't remember the locker gag, though. Well, they, they would, uh, you know, on Hee Haw, they would pop up from the cornfield and, hey, have you heard about the farmer who went down the road and... No, he and they would tell a joke, and then they somebody else would pop up right. from the cornfield. It was kind of like that, but they were coming through the lockers. They were all that this rain. It's basically a, a rainbow locker set of lockers with all different colors, and the you can't do that on television painted on there. And they would pop through the lockers and tell jokes to one another. And anyway, uh, that that was uh, that was really fun. You remember at the beginning of every episode. They went through, and uh, this is on YouTube. Somebody has like put all these together, but they would say uh, they would come up with some fake name for a TV show, and uh, this show will not be seen tonight to give you this stupid broadcast. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was like uh, 
reading Rambo will not be seen tonight. <laughs> and they would go I, into the show that way. That was like their opening bumper for the show. Right. I um, vaguely remember that, but I don't remember the different things. I know about reading Rambo only because of your article, <laughs> but I don't remember. Yeah, well, I once I found that on there, I I had to put an article together on the, the best ones. Uh, there was all kinds of stuff. There's some on Knight Rider, and they were making fun of pretty much every show. Pee Wee Herman. That was really fun. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, you, you, you basically watched to, to wait for those three words, I don't know, and for the person to get slimed, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, or water. Remember when they said water, too? They would dump the water on them. No, I don't so remember it was either that. those. Oh, yeah, they did with water, too. So it was either the either the slime or the water they would get people with. And uh, there was, I, I vaguely remember watching a documentary or something on, it might have been on YouTube, when they, they did a little mini reunion and they you know told stories about how they made the slime and how that was just such a big event that everybody kind of huddled around and waited for them to, to, to get slimed, you know? Right. I don't know. It it was just a great show that uh, I I treasure a lot, uh, remember a lot as a kid. Right. And uh, I don't know. It just it being kids on there and acting and uh, you can kind of relate to and some of the the interaction with the with the adult character uh, who was the he was kind of like the director on most of the skits, but he was doing Barth and the executioner guy and he was everybody on that show. Really, really great show. And, uh, watched a few episodes with my kids. They haven't been able to get into it, obviously. Like I did as a kid, uh, we've watched a few episodes from YouTube, but really wish they would uh, get into that a little bit more. Uh, let's go. I'm going to jump into, uh, some of our Twitter feedback real quick, because what I asked was what was the kind of first memories or shows you remember watching on Nickelodeon at Larry Franks said, uh, you can't do that on television was so memorable. It shaped everything Nick became that and double dare are Nickelodeon to me. So uh, thank you, Larry Franks. I think he's one of your fellow uh, Dukes fans. If I remember right, uh, big Dukes. Hey, collector. The, the Twitter feed sounds, you know, he sounds familiar. Uh, I think so. So thanks for, uh, thanks for giving your take on that, Larry. Uh, uh, an account called at IQ spelled a Y E Q U E said pinwheel at empathy. Lewis said the world of David, the gnome Eureka's castle and Muppet babies. And then at fun pun 32 Alvin and the chipmunks, Muppet babies, Doug and Rugrats. So I, that was kind of strange to me because I don't remember Muppet Babies being on Nickelodeon. I remember it being on like network TV, like Saturday mornings. So maybe it was running. Right. Uh, it could have been a rerun. Yeah. Yeah. You remember David the Gnome? Not at all. That uh, cartoon? You don't remember that cartoon? No, I do not. It was one they, I think, essentially imported before Nickelodeon developed their own studio. 
animation studio, you know, like in the early nineties. Right. And, uh, it would run. It, I remember watching it. I remember, well, I don't know if I remember it being like in a, uh, Oh, I gotta go watch David the gnome. It was just kind of, you turn on Nickelodeon and you see what's on. And, uh, it was there. I don't think it lasted very long, but it was like a lot of those early shows on Nickelodeon where it would run in reruns for up through like early nineties. Some of those at, uh, you know, certain points of the day or weekends or marathons or something like that. So, uh, and then I, I, re- I know the name Eureka's castle, but I don't remember watching it. Um, do you remember Eureka's Castle? Not at all, no. I might have to look that up. I was thinking it was some kind of puppet show type thing. But anyway, uh, and then we'll get in, I guess we'll get into some of the 90s cartoons and stuff here in a minute. Uh, what other shows do you remember? I guess whether it be cartoons or live action or even game shows. I do remember... Uh, Double Dare, and I liked it. Uh, it was one of those where I had problems, a, tr- a problem trying to watch it every time. So I didn't watch it consistently, but I loved it when I could watch it. It was always mm-hmm. awesome to have them try to chase down that flag at the very end and yeah. then get slimed or, or do something stupid. You know, all the all the physical challenges. Right. Um, uh, it was a nice mix because I love trivia. So you know they're doing the trivia at the beginning and then you know, the slime and the, the physical challenges and every, the wacky stuff that he just did on that stage. Oh man, it was so much fun to watch. Oh yeah. And, and, and the grand prize, it was one of the classic grand prizes on, on those kids, uh, game shows. You, you know, remember what they always did at the end, a trip to space camp. Yeah. Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that was always one of the, you know, if they completed that whole obstacle course at the end, the last one was trip to space camp. Uh, I remember thinking that space camp was like heaven on earth. Yep. <laughs> never visited, never had the opportunity. Uh, I'm actually closer to it now. Uh, and I would think so. One, they of my, are. one of my sons has actually uh, been to the facility there, not to the actual camp, but um, the uh, I mean, all the NASA and uh, astronaut rocket stuff there in Huntsville. They visited there, but... Uh, I have yet to go there myself to check it all out. I wonder if they do like an adult space camp. Maybe if you fit in a little geo, maybe fit in a little geo, whatever they all <laughs> call it, that spins you around, you're supposed to try to level yourself out. Right, like, right. You know, yeah. how, many, how many Gs can you take before passing out? Yeah. Uh, anyway, what else? what else do you remember? I, Besides Double Dare. I really loved, enjoyed Mr. Wizard's World. I loved what he did. I loved his explanations yes. of stuff. I still, to this day, remember the one trick that still astounded me. It was like a magic trick. And he said it was nothing magic, nothing, you know, it was, he was just explaining it. Mm-hmm. You put some kind of powder. I want to say it was simply, it was not talcum powder. It was something else. He had, a, he had the fish aquarium. And he poured this mm-hmm. on there and he says, I'm going to show you that you can catch this bolt or grab this bolt without getting your hand wet. And he put, you know, he did put a lot of it and essentially it, it molded the mm-hmm. water tension around the kid's hand. 
And I still remember him grabbing the bolt, pulling it out, and his hand was completely dry. It was covered in powder, but <laughs> it was completely dry. Uh, I remember another explanation of how how when you're moving, you think that like if you're bouncing a ball and you're riding a bike, how the you as the rider think the ball is just going straight up and down, mm-hmm. but in reality, obviously, it's being moved forward, so it's going through that. So he was explaining that. The <laughs> final thing that I still remember uh, on that episode is how he he's explaining the muscles in your body inside, how they basically push your food down to your stomach. Oh, they had the they had the kid uh, stand on their uh, head. Yes, by the refrigerator. I remember that. Yep, and it was like an apple they or something. Apple. Take about yeah, this apple. apple, and then she, he explains it. <laughs> And I think wow. it was a girl because I still remember something me and my my mind at the time going, uh, you got to be careful where you're pointing there, uh, Mr. Wizard, because <laughs> it's just funny. That's funny I can remember that. But, yeah, gosh, I love Mr. Wizard's World. I, I remember watching it all the way up through, like, my early high school years in the early 90s. Yes. Um, it was in the morning time before I went to school. So if I got up and ate breakfast and got ready, I had time to watch Mr. Wizard before going to school, which is kind of, uh, I don't know if that's counterintuitive, but, <laughs> uh, oh, I loved it. It was like, um, it was almost like uh, Mr. Rogers, but cooler. You know, yeah. he invited the kids essentially over. It was like over to his house to do all these experiments and stuff. And, uh, oh, yeah, he loved the flash paper. I remember that. He loved to use that oh, flash paper. That and he, it's that almost like tissue paper that you put it over the a candle or something, and just woof, you know, and it would disappear, no ash or anything. He loved using that stuff in experiments. And there was one, uh, I, I don't know, it sticks out in my mind where this girl kind of jumps back and is afraid of the thing, you know, and, a lot of that stuff he did was, it was it was surprising type of stuff. So right. it wasn't like it was dangerous or anything. And he always had the, I've got to have your safety goggles on for whatever. But uh, oh yeah, I love that show. I remember, I remember it being uh, some of my early introduction to computing, and having you know one of those old computers with the black and the green lettering, mm-hmm. black screen, green lettering. And uh, he was, uh, oh, what was it? He was doing a math problem or some kind of uh, program on there, and kids were trying to get the answer to it. And he was messing with them because the you know it's a computer, and the computer always knows what's going on <laughs> when it's you know within the program. And right. they were surprised that it could like essentially pick their number or something like that. But uh oh man, there's there's so much stuff on that show I remember. And uh it was just so much fun. Um like I said, it was it was like Mr. Rogers, but twelve times as cooler because he had all this cool <laughs> stuff in his house that you could uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> fool with, you know, the lab stuff. But yeah. Love Mr. Whistler's world. Uh what else? What else do you remember? Uh, I guess I'll call it during the daytime. That's all I really remember. I do remember uh, getting more 90s. I do remember Ren and Stimpy because that was one of your favorite shows. 
I don't remember. I mean, I, I know of them because they were be on like mm-hmm. a, a, a TV in a in a doctor's lounge or something. I remember seeing like Blue's Clues and maybe SpongeBob and all that. But yeah. I never, I never physically got into those shows. Uh, I know friends of mine have, and you know, good on them. But me, <laughs> myself, I, I just never. Uh, yeah. Now, Dennis the Menace, I do remember getting into for a short time. Uh, I don't think I stayed consistent with it, so I don't remember too much. On, on Nick at Night, you mean? Or was, was that during the day? I remember watching it. I just don't remember. I don't remember what side of it. But the Dennis the Menace. You're, you're talking about the uh, original show? No, it would be the cartoon that I oh. watched. But that oh, might have okay, been actually okay. on. Uh, that could have been on network TV as well. I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, a few more I remember, kind of early Nickelodeon watching. Uh, there was a show called Out of Control, and it starred uh, uh, Dave Coulier, who was uh, Uncle What's-His-Face on uh, Full House. Joey. Uncle Jesse? Oh, Joey. Joey. Uncle Joey. Uh, he hosted the show. It was kind of like, uh, oh, gosh. It was kind of like skit comedy, I, I believe, like uh, – you can't do that on television, but I don't know. There were some other parts to it. I want to say there was some kind of news, uh, faux news uh, room type thing, and um, he'd always do the cut it out, you know. And I've got I've got a few memories of watching uh, Out <laughs> of Control. Love some of the early game shows. Obviously, Double Dare. We talked about. You remember Finders Keepers? No, I do not. Oh, my gosh, dude. Okay, so Finders Keepers was uh, basically two teams of, I think, two kids. And uh, at the beginning, they gave you, like, a a screen. It was almost like a telestrator, you know, an old-school telestrator back in the day. And they gave you one of those hidden pictures. And you had to, they gave you clues, and you had to circle where stuff was hidden on this picture, and you earned points or something. And uh, you got... Like you earn the right to search so many rooms in this house. And there's this huge set. It was like a two story set of different rooms in the bathroom and the kitchen. And they also had every once in a while, weird rooms like the dungeon and the Frankenstein's laboratory and King Tut's tomb and stuff like that. And you went after you did your, little thing uh with the telestrator and and earned the right to go in the rooms you went and they give you a clue and you had to search and you had to find something and it was usually something that was wasn't like a flag it was like an object that essentially shouldn't be there uh and they give you a clue and there's kids that you know they're like reaching in if they're in the bathroom you're like reaching into the toilet and you're <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> the, the, the bathtub was full of foam stuff and you're reaching through that and you're digging through it was just like the ultimate kid's dream of just tearing a house apart, you know, and not caring. You could just rip everything open and uh, search for these little things. And at the end of the game, you did like a lightning round where you started in one room and then they gave you a clue. If you found it, it gave you uh, the next room to go to and you'd run to the next room and you try to find this and you had to find so many things in like 60 seconds or something. Oh man, that was just such a such a fun game show to watch, and uh, 
Never, never had the notion to do it at home, but <laughs> uh, probably would have gotten in, in deep trouble had I played Finders Keepers at home. But I, I want to say it had some kind of home game. You, you remember a lot of these early shows like Double Dare. It had like consolation prizes, the Double Dare home game, you know. And uh, I never had. Yeah, I do. Never had anything like that. That was like the uh, the home version. Probably because, you know, if my mom saw that and was Christmas shopping or something, she's like, yeah, I don't want to clean up a mess. So <laughs> I'm not going to get the home game for Double Dare. But uh, uh, loved loved Finders Keepers. Um, I had this section of life after I moved from Kerwinsville down to Clearfield. This would have been like early high school years where I watched uh, I watched a ton of after school. And uh, it was usually over at my Graham's house. If she was picking me up from school or watching me until mom got off of work or whatever, uh, several, several game shows. Uh, One I remember watching was called make the grade. And it was kind of a kid's version of jeopardy. And you had categories on this board of like kindergarten through 12th grade. I think it was. And you're trying to, if my memory serves me correctly, you're trying to put your color. There was like three, three uh, kids that were participating. They each had their own, like red, green, blue, whatever it was. And you're trying to put your uh, color and make like uh, connect four or five. I can't remember what it was in a row in in these categories. And it was like history and science and math and you know the, the that the vaguely the, sounds familiar, but I don't remember this higher the grade level, the harder the question, that kind of thing. Oh, man, I love – and see, I got a full dose of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy every night thanks to my uncle. So I was <laughs> – I kind of got into those shows, and that translated into watching shows like this, like Make the Grade and like Double Dare that had trivia, you know, that kind of a thing. So I love that show. Uh, I remember – do you remember Nick Arcade? No. Nick Arcade was uh, – a game show that puts you essentially puts you inside a video game. That's this was like the end bonus game or whatever at the end of the show. You'd start out and uh, I, I want to say it was like trivia or something, but you had this board and it was like a virtual uh, game board. And you had this guy. I want to say his name was Mikey. I could be wrong, but you told you basically told the host, "I'm going to go up or left or right." And the little guy would move on there and he would have a question pop up or a prize or something. And you'd make your way around the board. And uh, I, I can't remember how you won the game, if it was, you know, the most points or something. And at the end of the game, it was like, it was almost like, uh, you know, how like weathermen use a green screen to do the weather on the local news. It was like that but you're inside like a video game and they had like coins that you had to grab or something. And, Oh, it would, it just looked hard. It looked like, and I don't remember anybody ever like winning the grand prize at the end, but uh, (laughs) it, it looked fun. I mean, it it literally puts you inside a game, Uh, but you saw the kids like trying to reach up and try to get this thing. And there was little things shooting at you. I'm sure it was just hard as heck to, to actually do this from like a green screen and you know, you're in this game. Uh, remember watching that. That was very entertaining. The other one that I, I'm really 
uh, I, I really loved and I'm excited that they are somewhat bringing it back is uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Now, tell me you watched that game. Did I, you ever watch Legends of the Hidden Temple? I can't recall ever seeing that. Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> man, that was another It was another game show. It was more of a, a physical-type game show. They had, like, several teams. I think it was, like, maybe six or eight teams to start. And they would whittle it down after all these challenges. And the first one was pretty quick, and they did one challenge to start to narrow it down by two teams. And then you went up to the uh, – I think it's the steps of knowledge. And uh, they basically uh, told you a story. The, the statue, uh, Almec, he told you a story and you had to remember what he was talking about during the story. And you worked your way down the steps and you got down to, I think, two teams at that point. And then there was one last little challenge. And then the winner of that got to go into the temple. And the temple was two-story uh, set with multiple rooms and multiple things to do in each room. There was some you had to crawl through, and there was like a throne room you had to sit on and find. You're trying to find the doorway to get to some object in there, grab it, and get out. But there's these temple guards that would be hidden in there, and you had like a medallion or something that you could give them to basically get an extra life, you know, <laughs> that you earned throughout the game. Right. And, uh, oh, man, it was just so much fun. And, we did end up, I ended up showing s- several of those shows from YouTube to my boys, and uh, we got into that for a while. Uh, and when we finally got to an episode where they actually won at the end, because that was another one that was really, really hard, we were like cheering like fools that <laughs> they won the prize at okay. the end because it was so, so difficult. And uh, they're actually bringing it back into a movie, a TV movie, really? pretty soon. I want to say it's, it's, it's uh, coming up in the next few months. Um, can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, it looked. I've seen the trailers. It looks really fun. It looks like uh, maybe something that the people who actually remember watching it will get a kick out of seeing because there's a lot of little throwbacks to the actual game. And the, the original host is back in the statue and the, 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 the guy who did the voice for Almec, he's coming back. Uh, Really cool. I know. I know Nick is doing a lot of uh, reboots or uh, long anticipated sequels to some of its cartoons and shows like that adaptations. So that was a really cool one, man. I'm, I, I can't believe you didn't get a you watch that one, but it was. I mean, it was. This is getting into our high school years, so we're not watching too much kind of kids programming anymore. And, no, and uh, you know, saying that, if that's when this was coming out, uh, that's when I moved out to uh, my stepdad's house. We did have, we didn't have cable then. We actually had a satellite dish, and I'm talking the big, I guess they're called the 12 meter dishes, where they're mm-hmm. freaking, or three. I'm sorry, three three meter dishes where they're 12 foot high, and you know, I I thought it was always cool having one of those mm-hmm. because. At that time, you could not find the NASA channel on, you know, your local cable TV. So I thought it was always cool. I could sit there and watch (laughs) a satellite, you know, looking down at the Earth or something. Um, But anyway, I don't remember watching a lot of Nickelodeon after I moved because of just the whole dynamics of where we were. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I guess 
like you mentioned before, Ren and Stimpy was a bit of an anomaly because I, I a lot of those early Nick cartoons miss me, like Doug, like the Rugrats. Um, what else? The Wild Thornberries. Uh, you know, those early ones that once they got into the animation business in the early 90s. I was in high school, so I... I kind of moved past a lot of the newer cartoons, except for Ren and Stimpy somehow. I'm not sure how I got onto them. I just, uh, this past week, decided to do a free trial on Hulu. And a lot of these Nick shows are on there, including Ren and Stimpy. So I that was like the first thing that I watched <laughs> on Hulu <laughs> was the first episode of Ren and Stimpy. And, oh my gosh, the memories have flooded back. I it was like I could almost anticipate what was going to happen and what was coming out of <laughs> the next character's mouth. And it was kind of a weird experience, but, uh, oh, I love me some Ren and Stimpy. I, I don't know. It, it, just a weird show, you know, powdered toast man. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the way Ren talked, you know, was you know, Stimpy, you idiot. He just, he would, you know, slap him around and it was yeah. a little bit of Three yep. Stooges in there, you know, and just the, the weirdness of it, their eyeballs bulging out of their heads and <laughs> Stimpy uh, chewing on the, uh, the kitty litter, you know, that kind of a thing. It was just out there. It was just different. And um, it drew me in. It, it was about the same time I want to say that I started watching Beavis and Butthead. You know, it was just kind of one of those things that... that you hadn't seen before. It was just weird and different. And uh, a lot of people in a lot of different demographics watched Ren and Stimpy and even be with some butthead on MTV. But, but that, yeah, I mean, that was, I guess about the time when uh, I started watching Nick at night too. And we had talked a little bit about this in uh, some of our previous podcasts, but I don't know. It, I, there must be some kind of stage in life where you want to take a step back beyond what you remember and see, essentially sit there for a while and see what people watch, what people listen to, you know, kind of a thing. And that might have been just my my thoughts around Nick at Night and why I wanted to watch some of these shows. Um. I don't know what what kind of drew you into Nick at Night was the was it a particular show, or was it just more of a let me see what happened in the seventies and sixties and even fifties? I would call it neither because it was typically mm-hmm. uh, what was on, just what was ever on flipping through the channels at night. Um, mm-hmm. I remember watching Green Acres with my dad. I don't remember much of the episodes as far as details, but I do remember <laughs> watching it. Uh, uh-huh. And then him saying, oh, I remember watching this. And he, he never put too much. He wasn't like me and probably you in that, oh, man, I grew up watching this. So I did this. That It was more of, hey, this is what I watched. Okay. So <laughs> it was like a, you either liked it or you didn't. There was no real in between. But what I did like, believe it or not, and, and we talked about this as well in our in the car and that that being that I would sometimes had an infatuation with girls and that's why I would watch or listen to music because of them because I looked mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would watch the Patty Duke show because she looked pretty cute and then I figured out how old she was and, but, um, 
That kind of ruined it for you, huh? Well, I didn't ruin it, but it's like, oh man, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, about twenty years I'm, too late. Yeah, about twenty-ish, <laughs> ish, and ish. Uh, no, um, but I still liked it. It was still a fun show. My three sons was very interesting. Uh, I wasn't the steady uh, patron of it, but I I loved it whenever it was on. Mister mm-hmm. uh, Ed, that's the other one oh, yeah. that used to be on. I I did love watching it. And Mr. Ed was kind of that, almost one of those train wreck shows where you couldn't look away. It was like, really? This was really, this was popular. The people watched this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is kind of funny. You know? <laughs> it was kind of like that, yes. Uh, very much like that. Uh, me, Wilbur. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and where that goes. Um uh, so yeah, I remember watching it. I remember watching. I'm not sure. I'm not 100. This is where I started watching it. Mm-hmm. However, I do remember the monsters. I yes. That's one of my classic. I remember actually watching that like as often as I could. It was like it was like watching the the original Batman series. That was one of those you had to watch. The other ones, you you could pass by. Monsters was one of those that yeah. I loved. Just, and I'm surprised my dad never said anything about it because, <laughs> as as conservative as he was in that mindset, he wasn't fan of monsters and stuff. But I, I guess he allowed it because uh-huh. it was more of a comic hour uh, rather than yeah. anything it, else. It was a family show. It was. It really was. Yeah, they made they made fun of the horror kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, I was trying to remember if that was actually on Nick at Night or if that was like a WPIX show. Because I remember watching The Honeymooners on WPIX occasionally. That's probably where it was then. And that I was, remember. I want to say, late at night. But, yeah, I love The Monsters, too. Yeah, Mr. Ed, Green Acres. Uh, I was thinking that this is where I watched Dennis the Menace, too, the original show. I watched a lot of that show. Um, I don't know what about him. It just, <laughs> you know, always getting into mischief and... That kind of a thing. Uh, a big one for me was Get Smart. Yes. I watched a lot of Get Smart. I, I want to say I even filled up a VHS tape of nothing but Get Smart episodes <laughs> at one point because I was really into that. And I, I don't know. It was, you know, I've, I've always liked James Bond. And that was that was more Inspector Gadget, which, you know, right. he, he was the one who actually did the voice. Uh, but it was just that kind of bumbling and stumbling into things and uh i don't know it it was another one of those just funny shows and had the funny little gadgets the shoe phone and you know stuff like that love watching get smart uh one i remember this is an oddball and i'm not sure you'll remember this uh and it came on always late late uh I, i remember that because when it was on i'm watching i was just hilariously laughing just that the show existed. It was called Lancelot Link Secret Chimp. Do you remember that show? No, I or do you not. Watching it? <laughs> Lancelot Link Secret Chimp. It was these uh, monkeys. The, you know, your, your basic kind of <laughs> monkey that they would put in a show and get to move his mouth. And well, they, it was, it was just basically all these monkeys that they would dress up 
and he was like a secret agent, I think. And they would, uh, <laughs> it was just the craziest thing. And I'm, I'm, you know, it's 11, 12 o'clock at night. This comes on and you're 14, 15 years old. This is like the most insane thing you've ever seen ever. <laughs> and oh, I just remember dying laughing at watching this thing and these, these chimps that they got chimpanzees, uh, where they were, duh. Uh, <laughs> they they tortured with uh, putting on these crazy costumes and getting them to move their mouth and you know somebody dubbing obviously the words. Right. <laughs> Craziest show. I wonder if uh, anybody else will remember that one. <laughs> but uh, man, it was uh, that was really a, a, a one of those crazy uh, Nick at Night shows. Any any other ones from Nick at Night you remember watching? There was one, I don't know if it was really Nick at Night. I think it was on the borderline. Mm-hmm. It was called Hey Dude. Oh, uh, yes. It, it, that was a Nickelodeon. Yes, it was, uh, I want to say it was an afternoon show. That's what um, I thought it was. I don't think it was quite Nick at Night. It was, a, it was around that time of, remember Pete and Pete? And... No. Whoa, there was another show around that time that was it was like a teen if I rem- if I remember it correctly it was almost like Saved by the Bell but on a dude ranch you know it had the the kind of yeah it had that feel for teenage it, yeah. actors that kind of a thing and put a story together but yeah I do remember Hey Dude that was that was probably mid mid nineties. I would say. So that had to have been around about the time we were graduating high school. Uh, yeah. I, uh, again, I watched it because of the cute girl that was on it. Uh, but I do remember it was actually fun. It was actually fun. I usually got into stuff after, after watching, you know, a, a great, a great example would be, uh, I probably get the bad looks from listeners now would be, uh, Oh, what was the show? Oh, my two dads. Oh yeah, to, you were well into the what's her face, Stacy. Stacy Keenan, and oh my I was. Gosh. I I was very infatuated with her, uh, and if I weren't married, I'd probably still be infatuated with her. Um, but no, uh, it was kind of on that same lines where I just watched it, and then I start, started really getting into it, watching Paul Reiser, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other guy's name. Uh, the, the comedy oh, was hilarious. Uh, it was, I'm like, okay, uh, Stacy, you're great, but this is actually a pretty cool show. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was actually the same with Step by Step because I followed her in her in her career, I'll call it, uh-huh. again, because of the interest. And it was funny to watch that whole kind of modern, modern is relative now, 90s, 90s take <laughs> at like uh-huh. a Brady Bunch type of thing. Yeah, and that was actually fun. Cody was hilarious in that as a character, but uh, but anyway, like that aside, I mean, it was just that. Yeah, I got caught. I I, I got drawn into it for one reason, and actually liked the show afterwards. Anyway, so and that was the same with like Hey Dude and Patty Duke and and those types of shows. <laughs> Oddly um, enough, I was never drawn to monsters. That, you know, I wasn't drawn to to Marilyn. Marilyn never drawn to her. I liked actually seeing. <laughs> Um, well, she was in black and white. She was. That well, was, I guess Patty Duke would have been too. She, but. she was in black and white too. That didn't deter. 
<laughs> except until I learned at how old black and white she was. But <laughs> yeah, I, that was never a deterrent for me either, as far as the the black and white versus color. Um, and it's weird now, you know, some of the movies that they colorized. One of them. Well, even the monsters was colorized. Well, they, movie. that's that's right. That was just I don't know. It's just weird when they do things like that uh, to see them in color. It is, uh, and and I'm sure we could go on a whole. This might actually take up one of our topics, but <laughs> very briefly, the Three Stooges were colorized a few years ago. Back again when the DVD craze was kind of hitting, uh-huh. hitting headstrong, and I bought a DVD with them colorized and it was hard. I won't, I won't deny it was, it was hard to see them in color, but it was also like, man, you can see the actual description. You know, you see some things a little, little clear, not always, mm-hmm. but a little bit clear on, on what they were doing. And I couldn't help but think, how do they know that's, you know, Curly was wearing a green suit uh, or whatever, <laughs> you no, know, whatever it was. And here going through my broadcast school that I went through here about two years ago, it's actually a lot easier technically uh, with the systems. It's a lot easier than one might think. I didn't realize how easy it was for the systems yeah. to recognize uh, the, the, what hues meant, what color and translated it as such. So oh. it was, it was a lot easier of a who, whomever did it, you know, basically used the systems to their advantage and went, yep, Curly was wearing a green suit. I'm like, really? <laughs> they had green suits back then? It was actually fun to watch. Uh, I, I guess I'm jaded. I still like the black and white just for the whole nostalgia of it. Yeah, well, it's just what you're used to seeing them in, too. But it was nice to see, getting back on our topic, like the monsters, mm-hmm. it was nice to see how the characters were really uh, uh, make-upped. You know, you saw mm-hmm. Lily was actually green, so was... So well, basically, most of them were were green, except for mm-hmm. Grandpa, which was odd. You know, you think Grandpa was green, but he was more like a whitish, uh, pale type. Uh, mm-hmm. In theory, he was supposed to be dead for a hundred thousand years or whatever. But, uh, and that, a that pale. yeah, right. And that whole, <laughs> I, I still love that staircase where it opened up for their little uh, dragon pet thing. Oh yeah, spot. Yeah, right? that was. Yeah, spot. And I still want one that I want one of those if I am ever lucky enough to have another a little bit bigger house. That's the way that I want to go to my basement. I want to be able to do that. And Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Dunham actually built one of well, I don't think he, uh, he built it or bought that specific uh one from the show, but he did a kind of a Halloween style DVD and I have it. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's I can't remember. But anyway, uh he actually come he actually comes out of the staircase, the monster staircase like that with uh Walter. It was awesome. Oh, wow. It was so awesome <laughs> to see that. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you have money. <laughs> I <want one> of those. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's that's that would be crazy to have in your house. <laughs> I want I want but, uh, all the secret pockets in my house. I want to be able to pull up a floor, you know, a board and, and it'd be yeah. like a handgun. Another board might be my cash stash or whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you need to go watch the ghost of Mr. Chicken. There's a lot of 
<laughs> there's a lot of secret passages and stuff. I do. In that movie. Ye- eons and eons ago. <laughs> I say eons. About 10 years ago, I had actually. Watch it again. I, I drafted up on on actual like graph paper. Drew up idea, an idea of how to design my house. And I had secret passages all over that house. <laughs> and I, ju- I used to joke that it, that house would cost me a million dollars to build. It probably only be worth, you know, 300,000 face value. I'm like. That'd be me. I'd be doing something like that. <laughs> but hey, at least I can escape to an escape room. <laughs> true, true. I guess kind of uh, as to kind of end the topic uh, on Nickelodeon, because obviously Nickelodeon still is putting out uh, programming today. Um, is there any that you've either passed along or are there any like newer shows that your kids have taken two from Nickelodeon. A lot. Um, yeah. Adam has really, uh, we were actually introduced to this because we don't actually have Nickelodeon. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. we have the very basic cable and oddly enough, they give us Disney junior, but they won't give us freaking Nickelodeon. Uh, oh. yeah, it's weird. But anyway, we have, uh, he really likes blaze and the monster machines. Uh, what's mm-hmm. the other one? What's the other one? Um, man, I, I know it's a Disney one, but it's not that. Um, but I, I don't come to me, I'm sure. Uh, but he, <laughs> he's, he's he's into another show that was on Nick. But he no, he's not into anything old retro. Uh, I think Julie has something to do with that, but she's not. Into, we, I, she's not into old stuff. I've. Yeah, she I, all the time she's commenting when we go back and forth <laughs> on Facebook. You old farts or, you know, something like that. Which is often. Yeah, I've I've tried to get my boys into some of these shows. Like I said, some of them will take. Uh, Listen to the Hidden Temple. We got into that for, you know, maybe a few weeks and watched several episodes of that. And they were into that kind of a thing. But uh, none, really none that I have passed along from Nickelodeon. Um, we we haven't had cable in quite a while. We got rid of cable uh, essentially when we moved here. And so we haven't got a lot of those broadcast shows on Nickelodeon and have had to either, you know, do DVDs or uh, the streaming, you know, through Netflix and such. They've watched some of the shows. Um, uh, shortly after we moved here, I bought a, like a DVD set of Blues Clues. They watched a lot of that. <laughs> I A lot of these I had to kind of grin and bear it, you know. Uh, once they get into the yes. show, they have to watch it over and over and over again. But anyway. And again. So, yeah, and again. Uh, so Blues Clues was one I had to bear for a while. We did get uh, into Dora for a while. I'm glad yeah, that that's the over. one he was into, too. Uh, he was into that, and it it faded. Dora and uh, what was her? Is it her cousin or brother? Diego. Uh, anyway, th- that show just she just seems to scream, or she talks like really loud every <laughs> in like normal conversation. It always drove me right. crazy. Never got into SpongeBob. We, my wife and I, I don't know. It was uh, SpongeBob. I view as almost the modern day Ren and Stimpy for some of the 
shock effect and just different styles of animation uh, that they put into that show. I, I don't know. That kind of deterred us from uh, the the boys really watching a lot of that. And like and uh, like I said, we didn't we don't have cable, so uh, they haven't consumed a lot of SpongeBob. Some of these are you know at the at the Burger King Playland when they're <laughs> not up in the right <laughs> up in the Playland and they're watching TV. They'll have like Nickelodeon or something on. And then one that I loathed for a long, long time that I think. I think it was Jameson that was into it was the wonder pets. Oh my gosh. I wanted just to shoot myself every time that show came on. And he, <laughs> he loved it. And it was this, it was a duck and a mouse and something else. And they would go off and save other animals. <laughs> gosh, I'm not even going to go into the song. So that one was like, Oh, Nickelodeon, you suck. <laughs> But I nice. know there's been a lot of shows now. Uh, I, I think they're still going with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's been pretty popular the way they brought those yes. back into their that new series. They've even I remember seeing a story that they brought back the original voice actors and did some kind of time warp episode where they had like the 1980s turtles and they used the original voice actors versus the new turtles, you know, or Maybe they teamed up. I can't remember because I've never seen it. But um, but um, that was one I noticed was on Hulu. That I was like, ooh, we might have to start watching this. So they, you know, there's some shows like that that um, Nickelodeon has taken over and really, really ran with and have been pretty popular. I, again, for the most part, they've been uh, they've been missed just because you know it's the 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 kids type shows that are repetitive and uh, make parents want to, you know, go on a cruise for three weeks and duct tape your kids to the wall. But <laughs> I, you know, th- there are some other shows that they've, they've done a really good job with. And I, I think for the most part, people would agree that the, the Ninja Turtles are, are one that they've really excelled with taking over. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, I guess that's, that's Nickelodeon to us. Anything else you wanted to, to put in there? No, we, I think we covered that we it might have missed? quite, quite well. Uh, no, I think you actually got it all. Okay. Yeah. This is actually fun. Obviously memory jogger and anything we do podcast is always fun to do, but this is, you know, like we said, Nickelodeon was probably one of our first cable networks that we remember watching mm-hmm. with so much, so much that was there with, you know, starting with, uh, I'll call it pinwheel as the beginning and just moving on to <laughs> Ren and Stimpy and then Nick at night. Uh, yeah. This was a, an awesome, awesome trip down memory lane trying to remember what we watched, the little scenes, like we talked about, Mister Wizard. Oh, I don't, I for, forgot about this or yeah. whatever. It, this is awesome, and we hope that you guys, as the listeners, were able to jog your memories. Uh, whether it was with some of the episodes, uh, TV shows that we remember, or maybe this jogged your memory to remember another uh, show that we yeah. we didn't account for. 
Yeah, there's just so many. It's hard to to put in one podcast all of all of Nickelodeon. But yeah, it was aimed towards that era where, besides maybe like PBS, which I, I you know they showed Mister Rogers and Sesame Street and such, Reading Rainbow during the week. But uh, Nickelodeon was like twenty four seven, man. And well, up until. In, even with Nick at night, we were watching it, but right. it was just something you could turn on and it was just like geared towards kids geared geared towards us. And uh, if you needed a break from the A team or if you needed a break from uh, watching He-Man or GI Joe or Transformers in the afternoon, uh, you, you knew it was always there and right. you could always check it out and see what they were doing. So, yeah, it was a big part of our our TV watching, and we'll. I want to get a little bit more into uh, shows that we would sit down and you know fill up a whole VHS tape of eight hours or six hours uh, <laughs> because we loved it so much and we wanted to you know go back to it when it wasn't on or just watch marathons of it because uh, I right. I know I still have some of my old VHS tapes full of shows. And I was thinking maybe what we could do. I don't know. I don't know if you have some as well. We could just go digging in our garage or where our storage and see what we can find and see what VHS tapes we can find that either we tape from TV uh, movies or shows, see what, uh, what we remember watching the most. Or just rare stuff that you know. I've got a, uh, I've got VHS tapes of like basketball bloopers and stuff. You know, <laughs> just weird <laughs> stuff like that that uh, that we would record off TV. I want to kind of explore that a little more uh, on this podcast. So Nickelodeon was was part of that, but I don't. It was still a small part when you think of the scope of. Uh, even the the early days of cable, you know, right? A lot of stuff there. So, uh, well, you want to talk about the next show? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess before I before I <laughs> before I spew uh, what I was going to spew about uh, the topic for the next show, I know Christmas is coming up. But uh, what what was some of the other things maybe you wanted to get into? Uh, as far as this podcast goes, anything that was on your mind? Do you have anything specific? You no, know, really. Uh, there, there's. Uh, are you actually trying to jab me to say something? Because I don't. I'm not no, no, no. I, no, I was just trying to think if there was something because we've written down a lot of ideas, but I didn't know if there was something at the forefront of your mind. Oh, I want to get to this next, or I want I want to tap into something. You know, there's 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 so much. Uh, Jason and I have. A laundry list is probably the best way to put it of things, topics that we keep going with, um, or we keep building rather. And I think you hit you hit on one that I, I was actually just thinking about in a different, somewhat in a different realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that is, like you said, what did we what did we used to tape? What mm-hmm. do we have most of? And we could, it could be, it could actually spew into two podcasts, really, because we could go through the, just the VHSs that we filled up, that were typically filled up with 
a particular show or, you know, mm. mostly of two or three types of shows that could turn into a second podcast where, okay, what else do you still have on VHS? Was it a hodgepodge of shows? Was it, you know, did you tape two episodes of Knight Rider and then now it's the Stooges and now it's so-and-so, you know, kind of that kind of realm. Yeah. It could still all fit in one podcast. I think that's a good, okay, actually a very good transition to go into. I know the holiday season is coming up. I'm, I'm hoping that we can turn this episode out in the next week or two. And then maybe that same week, if we're up for it, we can turn out a Christmas yeah. uh, one as well. Well, we were, well, I was invited, but I'm going to include you because obviously you're part of uh, the show and of rediscover the eighties. But uh, Dave from uh, the eighties uh, reboot, I think it's eighties reboot overdrive. He does, uh, there's several podcasts and uh, they have a blog, and they've done, I think, two events up to this point that was uh, a collaboration of several blogs and, and podcasts. Uh, the last one they just did was on 80s cars. I was like, oh, man, if they had only talked to us, you know, right, <laughs> a little bit sooner, we could have come up with something. But it was really fun enjoying uh, listening. They did kind of a draft, and they were like, all right, what's your favorite 80s cars? And it was interesting some of the ones that they picked. It wouldn't have been the ones that we picked because some of the in some of their uh, uh, the the hosts on their show are just a little bit older than us, so they were uh, more into the high school years and probably even early college years in the eighties, which uh, gives another unique perspective from us who were kids in the eighties, right. uh, younger kids. But uh, anyway, so uh, he reached out to me and he says they want to do a, uh, a, a Christmas collaboration and they want to talk about it, it was kind of a basic headline that you could take whatever way you wanted to go with it. It was what were the the, the top 80s Christmas gifts? Um, and you could take that as, OK, well, what was the ultimate gifts like the you know, the GI Joe USS flag, you know, that was like the Holy grail for a lot of kids back then or, or whatever that, that kind of a thing, or it could be the top you know, gifts that we received. And that's the kind of way I wanted to go with this, this Christmas episode. Cause we can, I mean, there's going to be several aspects of Christmas, we, the Christmas specials we watched and maybe some experiences uh, with family, that, that sort of thing. And we can go into that a little bit, but what I wanted to try to come up with was maybe, uh, uh, I think they suggested three, the top three gifts that you received. You remember getting on Christmas in the eighties. Uh, I've, I've got several, I got some that I still have <laughs> that I I'm, would love to talk about. So what do you think about that? Can you, is that, you got enough uh, yeah. memory on some of the gifts that you received? At Christmas, oh, I believe so. Podcast? Okay, okay. So that's what I wanted to to do as a part. We're gonna. I want to do a uh, an actual article on the website, and both of us can kind of participate there, put up our top three there, but also come back here on Memory Jogger, talk a little bit more in depth about those, and maybe a few others if we remember, and and just kind of go tackle Christmas that way as a 
as a kid in the eighties and, and some of the things that maybe some of the things we might have earmarked in the Sears wish book or some of the things we actually got were surprised to get, or, you know, weird, weird things that maybe they, maybe they don't make anymore, you know, a, a Walkman or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I thought, I just thought that would be a fun way to, uh, to tackle a Christmas episode and then also collaborate with our newfound eighties friends. So, so what do you think about that? And I'll, I'll still let you pick beyond that if you want to, if you don't want to go this VHS route, because <laughs> I'll, I'll owe you one beyond that. Uh, but I thought this was a unique opportunity to do this and it's all going to take place. I think the, the, the central, the launch day for everybody to get their stuff posted and, and, uh, uploaded is uh, December 13th. So we've got a couple weeks yet before the official launch date. And we're going to, we're going to kind of tout it on our social media and stuff. But I think that gives us enough time to, to jump back on the air here soon and, and, and do a Christmas show. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're on board with that. I didn't want to necessarily uh, cram it on you, but no, no, uh, this actually works. Out I, I just well, thought it would fit it this show crazy. perfectly. Yes, it would. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, if if you're good on that, then uh, after uh, after Christmas we can we can dive into uh, to something. Your 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 pick. Uh, maybe I'll just shut up for a while and uh, and, and let, <laughs> <laughs> let you let you uh, brainstorm. <laughs> well, I'm always stuff. brainstorming. If you if you look at uh, yeah. Jason and I have a Google Docs. Uh, and it continues to grow. And quite often I find myself doing in the middle of a project, which I, I'm already distracted enough when I'm doing projects and I'll come up with, Oh, we should talk about this. Oh. And I, I think I've described, <laughs> Write it down. Write it down. Uh, well, I describe it probably more often in the agents of mask podcast is uh-huh. uh, I will text it to myself as an email so that, I will remember to put it on this growing, 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 basically topic list of what to do. So I think we are set for topics for at least the next year, possibly two. <laughs> uh, okay. But, you know, you as a listener, if there's something you can think of that it would be interesting yeah. to listen to, please let us know and we will actually add it we'll, put, we'll add it to the list I, I i won't promise that it'll be the next episode i i, I i'll be honest but right. we seem to try <laughs> on our zillion bunny trails we seem to be able to to grab something from the ep- the, the current episode to right. go to the next one so that was my that was why i was thinking of go- doing the vhs type episode but that's fine because december is here yeah so it works out well to do a Christmas type episode of memory jogger. So it, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And I know you're more than eager to jump on that. Yes. Uh, in fact, I am too, but uh, there's so much Christmas ideas in my head. I think it would be too much. <laughs> well, and I, if we make it a year and we get coming back around to, you know, Halloween again and <laughs> Thanksgiving, Christmas, I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll be able to come up with some other stuff uh, wrapped around those holidays that we can talk about. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's not like we have to cram everything into uh, this is going to be our Christmas show. We got to talk about everything Christmas just right. during this show. 
So, you know, we can tap into something next year or later down the road uh, if we want to. But yeah, we're, I, I would love to get some suggestions on, uh, on topic ideas. And again, we're not trying to necessarily pick apart a certain franchise or uh, one certain movie or show. We're trying to wrap this around uh, from our perspective and growing up and how that relates to some of these, uh, like Nickelodeon, you know, we're not, we're not trying to go through the history of Nickelodeon. We're definitely going to miss some stuff in between because some stuff missed us that you might have uh, experienced. So right. we would love to get some, uh, some ideas for new shows. And then of course, hit those show notes when we post them on rediscover the 80s.com put in the comments, you know, your memories on Nickelodeon, for instance, uh, when we post this episode and we'll try to read those back. And I love getting different perspectives on this. And, and that's, again, that was another reason why I, I jumped at the chance to uh, collaborate with some of these other eighties uh, bloggers because uh, they're uh, just a slightly, slightly older gives you uh a whole new perspective you know like we had in the early 90s we're in high school and we we kind of missed that mid to late 90s culture uh music cartoons and anything like that that came out in those years of course you were in the military i was at college so you know just five years difference can make a world of uh, difference in perspective so that's what I'm. I'm eager to uh, to interact with some other people in, on the same material, basically. So, anyway, I've talked enough. I think uh, I think we've talked enough on this show, and uh, I think we should uh, go ahead and take us home. And uh, we'll be looking forward to, to talking about some uh, some Christmas gifts that we got as kids in the '80s. Right, and with that, we close by. Really just thanking you once again to all the Memory Jogger listeners and those that are you know, talking to us via social media. Awesome. Please continue to send us your, your notes, your, your comments, your memories, and we will we'll do our best to put it on the air. We usually uh, read out everybody's, so please, please share that with us. Again, thank you for listening. We invite you again to join us next time as we run down Memory Jogger. This has been a production of the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Visit rediscoverthe80s.com to find our show notes for this episode and others. Join us again next time for the Memory Jogger podcast. Hey!